Today's episode of Total Sidebar is sponsored by Boston Beer Ventures. Boston Beer Ventures wants to wish everybody a very happy new year. Right now, they are booking virtual beer tastings through March. And if you email bostonbeerventures at gmail.com with sidebar in the subject line, you are going to receive a 20% discount on any booking. I am doing one on January 2nd, and I'm excited. Who wants Did in? anybody get invited to it? No, I didn't get it. I didn't hear about it. And what they say. Alex sucks. (laughs) What they say is a massive cheers to 2021. Cheers. And one of them said, what, Ellen, what's the name of your podcast again? I think I need to listen to one. I said, it's total sidebar, you loser. Go check it out. And he goes, what sidebar, you loser. You loser. And he said, what, no, he said, what's it called? Two depressive females. And I said, no, it's called (laughs) three, three drunk females. Yeah. Yeah, It's a total sidebar and everybody's buzzed and there's three of us. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Total Sidebar. I'm your hostess, Ellen Cumley. We're so glad to have you. And I brought two kooky, zany characters with me to just see if we can take your mind off everything real and deal with everything dopey that we dream up. So say hello, Jennifer Palmer. Why, hello, Ellen. Happy New Year. And same to you. Happy happiness, showering, raining, flowing forth. And how about you, Alexander Shumway? Hello. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I am keeping my head above water. I think the, uh, winning. as we have always, yes, hashtag winning. We have always said that we do not discuss politics on this uh, podcast because there are plenty of other places for you guys to get that information. And our job is to stay away from the true horrors of what might be outside our doors from day to day. And this, as we are being recorded, it's been a tough week for everybody. So all I want to say is keep the faith Stay strong, look for something positive, hug your children, believe in believe in good things, and we will come out the other side. That's all I'm gonna say. Things yeah. have been dark yeah. and dismal for so long. Just stay stay true to yourself. And meanwhile, I'll kick off, I'll go immediately into a to be continued little segment because it's always fun watching these two who go, I don't remember what we talked about last time, so I don't even know what she's going to say. <laughs> so that's half the fun. Literally, um, you just took the words right out of our mouth. Yes, because I have seen these faces go, wait, what, <laughs> did we say that? We don't know that? <laughs> well, in our last episode, uh, in Like It or Not, I asked about uh, Labradoodles, and we had a conversation about designer dogs and, you know, is it the right thing to do and genetically modifying and all that stuff. And I have to... A, Ellen, do your homework before you pick these things, which I did not, uh, because I have to stand corrected. I was kind of looking down my nose at these designer dogs, but I went and looked up why Labradoodles came to be. I wanted to know if they were uh, made in a Petri dish or if they were bred as dogs, like what was the backstory to them? And what I found out from multiple sources is that they were originally bred uh, the usual way in Australia around... um, 1989 to try to provide a guide dog for a blind woman in Hawaii whose husband had allergies. Oh, that's lovely. Well, aren't we the biggest bunch of assholes? I am the kind of biatch with a capital bow wow wow. Yeah, I I feel bad. So, to all you Labradoodle fans and supporters, I stand when I do something wrong, you know, I try to own it. 
so good for them that they were trying to do something for the right thing. And now it's turned into, you know, the suburban dog of choice. <laughs> I do have one question, though. Why yeah. didn't she just get a different dog? If the guy in Hawaii was allergic. Because yeah. there's there aren't many dogs whose fur and dander uh, certain allergies are not allergic to. It must mean there's just nothing he could. There was no breed uh, that he could hang out with. Oh, and they needed one that could perform as a service dog. Too. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. For that her to have a dog in the house that wouldn't bug him. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, and 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 they did. It didn't exist on the planet, and it didn't and, exist on the planet. Somebody you know went what? out, set out to solve it. And you know what? I bet there are thousands and thousands of labradoodle owners listening to this podcast. Oh my god! We've got very so moment. many. Yeah. Well, I think we do. We're this podcast is very, very influential. In the well, when I go circle. to the vet, when I go to the vet, I always see a flyer about our podcast up there. It's like <laughs> learn more about all sorts of pet related things and all other creatures, things. great and small. Creature, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I bet, I bet we've, you know, I think we really have taught people something today. And I bet those people didn't even know any of this. I know I sure didn't. This podcast is a teaching podcast. I thought yes, we had yes, a learning. Yeah. I believe it's being used in many classrooms. <laughs> I yeah. hope not. Good at prisons, you know what? At prisons across the country. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yeah. Exactly. I would also like to say that Fur and Dander sounds like a great name for a band. Yes, fur and dander. Fur and dander. Hey, you guys, I had to sleep out all night. Introducing but I got to, to the Fur and Dander. Your hands together. <laughs> we got the band back together, ladies and gentlemen. It's Fur and Dander. Look at it. <laughs> wow. Okay, Fur and Dander. No, I do Maybe love that. Maybe that'll them. be our little, uh, our little trio. No, we... I'll tell you what the name oh. of my band is going to be, and that is a segue to another follow-up item because, again, you know, this is how I can tell my age. I can't believe the stuff you can find on the internet. I still continue to marvel at the content people will find and post the uh, snippets of information that are out there. Like if you, the the questions that I typed in um, and that there's an answer that Google and Google much as they are turning into a semi evil empire, they get my props for going, I think I know what she's looking for. She wants to know why anybody would ever invent a dog, you know, blah, 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 blah. like I type in very specific stuff and they give me some pretty good answers. So wow. I'm always a gog. We were talking last time. <laughs> the Google people. Yeah. I'm a gog at the Google. Yeah. I'm okay. a gog at the Google. Hmm. Say that five times fast, but not now on your own time. Okay. Um, so I was talking last time about cereals I had as a child, Quisp and Quake. And I wanted to know, you have guys to say were, if you have a lisp, I, I, quisp and quake. And so <laughs> I thought, you know what? I have just, you guys were not familiar with them because they were before your time. And I thought I need to go find out. Are they still around? Do they oh still boy. make these? Oh Can boy. you eat them? So I just want to give you a couple of tips because the final, the, the final fact that I found is my favorite thing ever. And it's, and it's just, it's something that I'm going to build into my life. Okay. So Quisp, so bear with me. Quisp and Quake were introduced by Quaker Oats in 1965. The two guys who came up with what it's Quake, the Quaker Oats has nothing to do with the name Quake. If no, that's why your say, hand is up. No, my hand is up because are Quisp and Quake two cereals or one? They are two cereals. One is okay. in a blue box and one's in a red box. Well, I didn't know you were saying them together. I'm like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Quisp and Quake. Quisp and God, it is hard to say. I thought it was maybe one. It's hard to say. It's two. It's two. All right. Sorry. Proceed. 
Okay, so anyway, two separate serials. Can you say that again for me quickly, Alexandra? I cannot. No, I cannot. She's not going to do it. (laughs) No. Uh, In 1965, the guys who came up with the mascots for each of these are the guys who created Rocky and Bullwinkle. (gasps) And they are also the guys who created Captain Crunch. So these are kind of elite mascot makers, you know, (laughs) branding guys, right? (laughs) So what they came up with was um, the Quake guy. And I forgot this. He was like this huge muscular guy, like lumberjack guy. And they put him in a miner's helmet, like he's going down in the mines. And the whole idea was his name was Quake because it was like an earthquake, like he came from the center of the earth. So that's who Quake was. And then Quisp was like this little spaceman looking guy who had like a beanie with a propeller on his head that was supposed to make you think kind of he can and he could fly around and he was from outer space. Both cereals basically tasted the same. They just had different form factors for their little pieces, right? So, but Quisp surged ahead the first couple of years. And the space program? The space guy is beating out the earthquake minor man. Yeah. So in 1967, and this is the reason I brought this up because I didn't know this. I certainly didn't remember this. They decided to rebrand the Quake guy and make him into a thinner, more kid-friendly rendition of himself. So the way they explained it in the ads, uh, this is why I love the world of advertising, is they had a storyline in which, quote, Quake entered a new and improver machine. Mm. gears and automated boxing gloves pummeled the large character until he emerged from the machine thinner and with a new hat wow where does where does one like today get a newer and improver machine because i'd like that that is exactly my can someone pummel me Just so oh, that I come out back. a little smaller. You can you head back to Fight Club. Jennifer. You just get pounded. Oh, Fight Club. You're right. Yeah, good point. Good Fight Club's going to burn a lot of category- categories. Good. Good. Oh, categories? Categories. What? <laughs> Have another drink. Oh, uh, no. If, seriously. <clears throat> so, wow. anyway, I went through that long story because I am going to search for the new and improver machine. Alex so wants a time machine. Yes. I, I want, want a new and improver I want a new and improved machine. I stand by the time machine. I stand by it. You no, I think I it is interesting, it. though, because it is so indicative of the time in which they came about. Like the space serial surged because that was so, everyone's so interested in the space program. Yep. And poor miners were left to go underground, like, you know, like they are. The, like the round ish animals, like down into the belly of the earth kind of thing, yes. and only to come back out and get new and improved. Right. And with the machine. So. Life is great in the cereal biz. That's all I could say. Yeah, God, to be a cartoon cereal mascot, that's it's pretty a, good. Nice it's work a pretty if you good can gig get it. if you can get it, right? Yeah, True. for sure. I'm, by the way, I picture the um, Quisp. That's the space yes. one, right? Yeah. I picture him like Kazoo from the Flintstones. Same with me. Who came out like at the end of the Flintstones, who yeah, was that like weird little alien colander yeah. guy. You'd be right who, on the money. You'd okay. Be, all yep. right. Good. Yeah. Yep. Now, here's another follow-up, uh, and it's a, just a quick question for you guys, because I know you like a challenge. A quick or a quake or a quisp question. question. Today's just cur- just episode curious. was brought to you by the letter Q. Don't query the me on this. Q. Okay. Quick. So we, we talked about wall-to-wall carpeting last time. Sure. 
And I was just curious because we had, because we were all saying we lived in a certain part of the country where I felt like area rugs were more popular on hardwood floors than the look of wall-to-wall carpeting. So I thought, how much wall-to-wall carpeting is there out there? Like what's the ratio of wall-to-wall versus area rugs in the U.S. in residential sales? So, so I thought to myself, <laughs> as one does, as one what does, is the yes. percentage what is of the ratio? So, so in case you're not aware, there's a pandemic on and there's not a lot to do. You know, oh, so I, 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 would, got I it. would draw my comment. Totally makes sense. I've I've gone down way weirder rabbit holes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. rabbit again, holes. thanks, Google. Thanks, Interweb, mm-hmm. for letting me do this. So I want to ask you, what do you think the percentage is of rugs versus wall-to-wall? I'm going to say... Is this rugs, in the U.S.? Yep. Okay. The continental U.S. Uh, uh, let's would, do, you can take the lower 48 or the full 50, whatever you like, and Guam and Puerto Rico. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 50-50. Okay. I'm going to go 50-50. All right. I bid $1, Ellen. Okay. You know what? No. I'm yeah. going to shut that down. Right <laughs> Honestly, now. I would say, oh, I, I think that it's on the way out. I, I'm going to, well, though, no. Yeah, I, think I live in a in, certain so. area of the world. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm just going to throw out a random guess. I'm going to say it's uh, sixty forty, with carpeting being the sixty winning out. I hate to allow Alex to win, but she is the winner. It is just about even. Wow. Okay. Well. All right. Good. Yep. yep. I know. Yeah. I know you guys wanted to know that, and also know that shag rugs, which we also talked about. Um, and I, and, and this is the other thing that I do love about the internet. So if you are a carpeting or a rug merchant and you have a website and you want to fill it with content, you can go look up random facts about carpets and carpeting and rugs and the history back to the Egyptians and blah, blah, blah. And, and you will start to find so much carpeting that, in Egypt. Oh my God. Well, you'd be surprised. Magic carpets. Excuse me. So oh, my bad. Is that? Yeah, Jennifer, come on, get your head out of your ass. I don't. You, sorry. Have you even seen Might Aladdin? God, boy, oh boy, I, I'm so sorry. Ellen, I'm just constantly Ellen, correcting she's such around a here. Dumb, dumb. I know. Um, so shag rugs. The genesis of the shag rug is given to remember Flocati rugs, no. which okay. So Flocati rugs are those Greek goat. Rugs, big, fluffy, white rugs that you would trip over. They'd be under somebody's coffee table. Like, literally fluffy, fluffy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Stuff like My that. My daughter and has one in her room now. They've come yeah, back. Yes, I was like, yes, I'm like, yeah. I've seen one. It's in Annie's room. You're right. Exactly yeah. right. Well, those have been around for thousands of years because huh. it kept everybody warm during the winter. So they liked walking on them. And they are given credit for being the first shag rug. Huh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Learn a lot. This is so much. You weren't kidding. About things you, you really never do. Really this is a learning podcast. So okay. what I, Thanks, when I, man. let me just say for listeners who don't know this, I do teach and uh, I will get off on tangents when I'm teaching and I will end up telling my students stuff, not exactly like this, but it might be stories that end up with, um, with uh, information that's about as useful as this. And I say to them, when you are at your next cocktail party, even though you better not be because some of you are under 21, but if you were at a cocktail party, this information is going to be incredibly interesting. And it's going to be an icebreaker and a conversation starter with someone at the party. You can say, have you ever thought about where Shag came from? 
Have you? you know what? Let me tell you. And you know what? You could end up getting married. So mm-hmm. there you have it. Mm-hmm. Or you can end up standing there alone because everyone's like, I don't really care about where the <laughs> origins of Shakespeare. Dude, I was I just. I saw a nice shrimp cocktail over there. Dude, I was just trapped in a corner with a guy who kept talking about shag rugs. <laughs> is shag rug a euphemism for shagging? Yeah, yeah blah, like blah, means blah, something. Did I miss something? God, is it on just, TikTok? Is there a shag thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it could work or it might not work. God damn it. We're going to like it or not. All right. Let's see where we go. Uh, let's start with this one. Kind of, we'll see where this groovy groove question takes us. Like it or not, jazz. Oh, I love jazz. Love, yeah. love to the love. But I got. You want to go first? I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna let you go first because you have a you have an interesting story to tell, and I'm gonna let you tell. <gasps> oh my god, that's not she interesting. Dated a, she dated a jazz. No, flautist. I did not. No, <laughs> no, I did not. No, 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 no. My only. I did. I did, Alan. That's why I'm oh. saving mine for last. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, but there was, okay. So, um, there was a period in my life when I didn't like jazz and, um, I've always been, uh, with the exception of my band career, which is well-documented on this podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. And I do love a good swing, a swing band. I love, love a Be- horns band, Be-bop. like that kind of thing. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, so I, I'm clearly classically trained on the clarinet. So Please. there, that. <laughs> comes into play yeah however i do i i love a lyric she's getting her hat with the plume on it oh Uh, my god only you could see there we go (laughs) anyways so but i like modern music and i'm into it but i but i'm also a huge fan of like old school frank sinatra that's my that's my go-to i love that kind of stuff big band swing kind of thing so there's a period in my life when my husband and I were newly married and no children and um, he was unemployed. And this was during the time now I'm really dating myself where you could still believe it or not. It was at the tail end of that era where you could still pay a penny for a CD and get um, like, you know, 29 CDs free from the CD of the month club, Columbia recording. record house, whatever. Yep, yep. So he was home alone and he, he was into jazz. He had just discovered Miles Davis and he was reading about him ad nauseum and Mingus and all of them. And he just, it, and so every day I would come home from work and that mofo jazz, a new CD would have arrived or another one, almost every day, another CD came and it was all like and saxophones and, and some of it I liked and some of it, cause you know, when you can, manage to decipher what the tune is hiding behind it you're like oh it's my favorite things thank you john coltrane for getting to it about a minute and a half into the song now i got it but there was no lyrics and there was nothing to sing and it was on constantly and so i started to loathe jazz loathe it And it just became also representative of a very dark time in <laughs> his life, our marriage, you yeah. name it. Yeah. Anyways, he pulled himself out of that and the Columbia Penny CD Club. And we now are the proud owners of roughly 35 CDs, of course, most of which are obsolete at this point in time. But every now and then we do pull one out. But we have an extensive jazz collection. Let's just put it that way. I learned a lot during that time. Now, once I was able to put some space between that period of my life and today, I enjoy jazz very much. In fact, I listen to jazz all day long. 
at my desk at work in the mm-hmm. background. Uh, but just like random jazz. I like softer jazz. I, I mean, not smooth jazz. I'm not like Magic 106.7. Or, or what's what's the one that the kids always say? One of those three point six, the Anyways, yeah, yeah, from Daddy's song. But um, I like jazz. I do. I love it. I think it's great background music. But I do love a lyric. So I miss that a little bit. But background music, it's soothing. It's calming. I love it. It's great to work to. Alexander, your turn. Oh, I love it. I love it so, so, so much. I agree with what you said. I think it's great background music. I think it's great. Like dinner music. I, I love it on Sunday mornings. I always, I'm the first one up on Sunday mornings. And when I go downstairs, I'm making my coffee. I put my Bill Evans radio on Pandora on. Like I, I love it so, 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 so much. I just, I really do. And I listen to it a lot in the fall at my desk, and then I move to Christmas music. And now Same. I'm listening to um, like pop right now. I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm trying to like get back on it. Like jazz is just so like chill and whatever. I yeah. I do. I dig it. I love it. But I know what you're talking about, Jennifer, because I remember when Lou was into it, and Lou likes to listen to stuff loud too. Yes. So yes. when it would get to like he would, you know, like the really like like the like all those people jamming and there's lots of drums and all sorts of instruments, and it was a little like I'm getting stressed out right now, like very stressed yeah. out. Like that's not it, so like the La La Land jazz, you know, when he goes like really into it, that's too much for me. But I love, oh, I just love it. I love it. Right. Um, Can I say one last thing? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm I was doing just it all say night. That I, no, no, no. I, I just, I, I do. I love it. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's classy. I think it's it just, it's wonderful. It's great music. My last point, and I'm sorry to belabor it, but um, is that jazz, like true jazz from the Coltrane era kind of thing, was, um, it was, it was music without uh, a roadmap, you know. So they were doing their own things, and they were they were making it up as they went along. Mm-hmm. And I am a much more linear person in general, as that's why I like a melody, and I like to know where the song is going. And and so that kind of jazz, to your point, Alexandra, is was jarring for me. Like the smooth jazz, I can handle that. Like the tinkling of the da 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 in the background, that's great. But when some of those weird albums that we own. <laughs> Like fusion jazz yeah yes. yeah it's it's a lot of experimental and and yeah. and that to me is is not enjoyable listening it's when they're Sorry. all jamming and they're all just like yeah. they're all like getting up for their turn you know for their yeah. solo or whatever see i like that stuff but it can get like sometimes it's too much it's like guys simmer down simmer down uh ellen how do you okay. feel about jazz ellen I am probably pretty close to the same camp that you guys are. Um, I And what's interesting is I think we're all the same in that we all really pretty much enjoy it as a soundtrack, as a background music, and not as something that you would sit. Like, would you put on a, a playlist of jazz and go for a walk? Is that what you would no, listen to? Never. You wouldn't. No. You wouldn't. It would be right. you're having drinks, you're making dinner, yes. you're, yeah. you know, you're multitasking and it is a soothing backdrop for you. I have always felt I've I have always felt like um uh like I don't know enough about it. Like I'm not a true jazz. If someone said, Do you like jazz? I would say I'm not even informed enough to 
tell you if I really know the whole genre. Like I know who Miles Davis is. I know who Coltrane is. You know, I, I remember when I was working in LA, our receptionist was the personal assistant to Miles Davis. And really? Yeah, she was. And and so like she had the night shift and her friend did the day shift and yeah. yeah. And, um, and everybody was kind of That's in impressive. awe of that because she knew him, you know, and she, and she yeah. revered him and, you know, he's, and he's he he obviously have. should have. Um, but I didn't know enough about him. Like I knew who he was. I knew a few of his songs. Like if you asked me to tell you a Coltrane song, I probably can't even pull yeah. one out of my head. I can't even pull a title. That's, I have some CDs you can borrow if you need them. <laughs> I understand you used to belong to a very exclusive club that allowed you to acquire many of these. Um, so th- to me, there's, um, there's uh, uh, a certain intellectual snobbery that's around jazz. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. But I just take enjoyment from the sounds and the songs and the stuff that I like and let it like you guys let it, if it's, if it's backdrop music, when I am cleaning, when I am running around um, or if I'm having a dinner party and my, my younger son is a big, um audiophile like he he goes down lots of different avenues and rat holes and finds all kinds of things and so i tell him when he comes over i go put on some jazz put on something that you know i don't know and he knows what to pay. he knows the difference between charlie parker and yeah. you know whomever else um so i learned from him so i i guess my answer would be i like it i there's definitely experimental infusion jazz that i don't care for um just like there's plenty of rock and roll and pop that I don't care for. Um, I wish I knew more. I wish I could learn more. And I think that that's one of the things I'm going to try to let a little more of it into my life and learn a little more about it. That's what I'm going to do. I have to say, Ellen, I don't think you have to know the whole background of everything to be like, yeah, I like the sound of it. Like what you were just saying, like, I think that's perfectly fine. I mean, I know yeah. a little bit about it. I don't know a ton about it, but I don't really care. Like, I like the sound of it. I like listening. Yeah, that's probably my hang-up. That's yeah. probably more my yeah. hang-up. I was going to say, I would People go, well, do you like yourself. jazz? Well, who do you like? What do you think? Who's your favorite know. saxophonist? You there know? are people like that, think? though, Ellen, though. There oh, are definitely, very... like, jazz snobs without a yeah, doubt. Like, I remember when we were in New Orleans, and, and, and Lou was like, do you want to go to, like, Preservation Hall? And I was like, ooh, that feels super, like, intense for me. Like, I don't, like, I feel like I'd be found out as a fraud. Like, right, right, right. they'd be like, what, how do you feel about this? I'm like, I don't you're know. You're not allowed to like it because exactly. you don't know what you're listening to. Yeah. Right. So there's there's a very, like, there's interesting history about it. I think there was a, was there a Ken Burns on jazz? I can't yes. remember. There might yes, have been. I believe there yeah. was. Yeah. And that was interesting, too. Um, but yeah, so I, I, am with you. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting, but, uh, there are definitely snobs out there. So, well, there are douchebags. I'll just say that. No, there we go. And they are, they're running around everywhere. And there we have it. And there we have it. Well, let's try this one. I don't think it's, I don't think there, well, there might be snobs around this. Let's see. Like it or not. Anchovies. Okay. I mean, like I'll, I'll start here because I because you're gonna find this you're not gonna believe I'm gonna say this I don't have as much to say, so I I love I don't believe that well, Go you ahead. shouldn't but it actually is true <laughs> so um so I I love I I love the flavor that anchovies bring Do I want to eat an anchovy I don't I don't want to. I mean, there's slimy little kind of fish, whatever. But Jennifer makes, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Jennifer. I'm going to step on what you're going to say here. So my apologies. Jennifer makes the best Caesar salad dressing I've oh. ever had in my entire life. And what she does is she mashes up the um, anchovies with like garlic and salt into like almost a paste. And and I remember after you taught me that, 
I, I made something that was like some sort of a pasta sauce or something where it's almost like you put the anchovy fillets in and you melt them in the olive oil. They really do. They kind of melt and it's delicious. So basically, do I like an anchovy? No, but do I love anchovy paste or the stuff that comes from anchovies? 100%. Now that aside, when I went to Barcelona, um, everyone kept saying like, oh, you got to try the the fried sardines. Or I was like, I don't really know. And everywhere I turned, I kept hearing about it. So Andy and I went out one night and I was like, they keep saying this. And he's like, really? I'm like, I don't know. They keep saying it. Let's give it a whirl. They were delectable and they come as the little fish and they're just fried and yet eat them like potato chips and they are outstanding. So yeah, I guess. I think your thumbs up. I think your thumbs up. Yeah, I am. Jen? Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, You you did touch on some of my points, but Alexander, first of all, uh, the fact that you don't love, love, love them is crazy because they're the equiv- the salt factor Super on salty. them is yeah. through the roof and that's your favorite. But also it's the umami that comes from them, which, yep. you know, is the fifth flavor or whatever. And so adding them to any dish definitely heightens um, the depth of flavor to begin with, including Caesar salad dressing. But um, in terms of, I would never sit and, and eat a can of anchovies i think that's nasty there's also the uh, again my really only to be fair as an american woman my only like interaction with start with anchovies have been from a can when they're in oil and when you pull them out whether they're rolled around a caper or whether they're flat they're fine and they're they're in the oil but they have those little hairs on them and they yes that is gross and that grosses me out a tiny bit in terms of just look and feel so i try not to look at that just jam them in my garlic press with my garlic and squoosh down they go question what is the hair what is the hair i don't know is it bones it's fish hair is it it's fish hair is it bones it's a wig it's a wig (laughs) um they know they're going someplace fancy caesar to caesar's palace caesar's palace (laughs) yes for the caesar salad so they put they dressed up with wigs yeah they're hoping to hook up with a crouton you guys use the internet and find stuff out we learned so much on total sidebar it's crazy Mm -hmm. my bad here we are that's all i got ellen you wow uh I don't like the look of them. Uh, when they that's, are, it. that's where you draw the line. I don't like the way they look at me. That's and it. they actually do kind you of look at me. Wigs freak you out. You bastards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bunch of fish and wigs. I got no, I got no, I got no time for them. Um, if you just, so one of the things you'll learn about me, and I'm a relatively, probably more than relatively picky eater in my way. Um, for example, like I don't really love to eat tomatoes, but I love everything tomato-ish. So if you grind it up in salt or uh, in sauce or put it in salsa or stuff like that, avocados don't like them. Guacamole could drink it. Right? Wait, you don't like avocados? Like if I slice an avocado and puts all the stuff on, you wouldn't eat it? Nope. Really? Nope. I like it smashed up. Yep. She's a little kid. She needs it all hidden. Yeah. Ooh, exactly. I need Quisp and Quake. And, and she, needs, just... she needs Jessica Seinfeld to come in and hide the veggies in her meal. I kind of do. I kind of do. So if you give me a Caesar salad dressing that has anchovies ground into it, I know I'll love it. I know I will. Yeah, you, you will. so will. But when, You'll but, know but, it's there. But when you order it at a restaurant, like no anchovies, don't lay yeah. them on top of my plate because yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna move them to the side. So um, I move them to the side too, just so you me. know. Same. When they put yeah. them on top of the salad at a restaurant, I take them right off. 
But I will say that I, my curiosity is piqued by Alex's story of being in Barcelona and having them fried and mm-hmm. then being delectable. So, they were sardines, actually. They were oh, sardines, those are the I sardines. Oh, but, yeah. they're not wearing wigs. That's 100% different. No, no, they Wait, don't. what's they're the bald. difference? Unclear. Not, I don't. Not, they're both little fish. But, um, but the sardines are delicious. <laughs> but are they the same fish? Uh, yeah, no, they're not. Clear. They're not. I, I haven't had a chance to hit the Because I've watched a bunch of Jacusto and I've seen huge schools of anchovies and huge schools of sardines. Yeah. It can't be in the same ocean at the same time because yeah. they get mad. Where yeah. do anchovies, like, where do they hang out? Like, and they swim no in clue. Like, a little school? Uh, there's a pond right down the street from me. <laughs> oh. Oh, anchovy okay. pond. Yeah. We call it here in downtown Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's there. My, sorry, sorry. No, nope, I'm getting know. off this because now we're getting away from facts. The wigs are true. The rest of this is just made up. <laughs> facts. It's made up. I don't like a straight from the, from the facts. Exactly right. All right, try this one out. I got one more for you. Like it or not, Goldie Hawn. <gasps> Love. Love. 100%. Oh, you take it for You take it for right. You have First a real of all, relationship. Oh, I love her. A million times over. Okay. First of all, I'm just going to go down my own relationship with her to make, to bring you to, to so that you know how I feel to begin with. Um, my first introduction with her was laughing and how can you not? She couldn't have been more giggly, more adorable, more fun, more wonderful. My second interaction with her was the movie Foul Play, which is so near and dear to my heart when she's there with Chevy Chase. And yes, she's she's gorgeous. You know, the doe-eyed look and the big blue eyes and the bouncy hair and and the like, what? I don't know. She just, she she nails it every single time. Okay, so I, I loved her in that. I loved her in all the movies subsequently from there. Like she just seems like somebody, she's always positive and happy and has a big smile on her face. Loved her. Then we get into the eighties. Okay. And she's got movies like bird on a wire and things like that. She's still absolutely adorable. Oh, I forgot about Pro, uh, private Benjamin, which is in the seventies, right? After foul play. Never saw that. Mm, great movie. Tune in. Great movie. Eileen Brennan. Oh my God. Amazing. Oh my God. Anyways. So then I'm in college late Thirties, and um, and Can I'm taking late thirties. There, no, grandma? no, grandma? no. Wow. Must have been late, tumultuous late two thousand tens. Um, anyways, so I'm in a in a film class, you know, <laughs> as one is wont to sign up for, mm-hmm. and That's they're talking major. about the fact that I did, which I did not know, is that Goldie Hawn was one of the first female producers of a movie. She bought the rights, I believe, to Private Benjamin. She produced it by herself, and she plays the dumbest of the dominant and so she's in on the joke the entire time she actually made such bank from that movie because she's so smart so that made me love her tenfold like she's in on the joke of like oh i'm not just the giggliest funniest dumbest blonde out there laughing ha 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 but meanwhile the bitch is producing the goddamn movie where she plays the dummy in it she's so smart she's funny she's adorable i love her I had some other things after that, but that's really where it ends for me. She's, i just wish she would stop on the, on, on like in a woman at a woman in her like seventies, maybe stop trying to be that woman, like current present day. I wish she would stop trying to be as like cutesy. Cause I think she can, she doesn't have to put on that giant smile every day. She can still be a little bit more real, but the girlfriend looks fantastic. Her body is banging. She seems like she's a great 
like wife with an unconventional marriage and a great grandmother and mother. And I last point is when she was in first wives club and she was so self-deprecating and the like, do it to me Morris with the injections in the lips. Cause at the time I think she was getting a little bit of plastic surgery. I was like, again, you're ahead of the curve. You're making fun of yourself. I love her to bits. All right. Um, the, the best line from that is when from first wives club is when she's, they're going to the funeral and she goes and sits down and Diane Keaton looks over to Bette Midler and says like, Oh, look at Elise. She looks amazing. Has she had work done? And Bette Midler looks at her. She goes, are you kidding me? She's a quilt. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> no, Jennifer, I, I agree with everything. First of all, I didn't know any of that about private Benjamin, like good on her. Um, I, I, everything about her. I just think she's, she's awesome. She's absolutely awesome. She's got an Oscar. She's funny uh, I love her relationship with Kurt Russell and with her kids. I mean, she's a total kook, but she's funny and was the first one to laugh at herself. To your point earlier, she looks absolutely fantastic. She makes no bones about the fact that she is full of plastic and Botox and fillers and, and has been nipped and tucked and lifted and moved and all sorts of stuff. She doesn't care. She's doing Oh, great. and she smokes one cigarette a day. She still does. She still does. Not her, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I, I wish guess if you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. No, I do. I love her, and and you're right. She's a great mom. She's a great grandma. She's she just she's fantastic, and she looks awesome. So big, big. The Goldie big Club. Club. Wow. Oh, huge Goldie Club. Oh my gosh. Ellen. I I like her for the most part. Um, she was an icon when I was growing up, of course, with laughing, everybody wanted to be Goldie and she was kooky and silly and ditzy. And that was great. And she certainly has held up well. And, um, uh, and, and I yeah, and, say that about me someday. Yeah. And she's Alex. holding up pretty she well. Held up well. She held up pretty well. There was something, and this is completely un, I have not done my internet research, but, I have something lodged in my brain about something she said about men and women and marriage that was controversial. Like Kurt Russell's was not a 100% feminist supportive dude. Like it was a very, she, she said sometimes something to the effect of like, you need to be subservient to your man. That's the way to keep your marriage going. Like she had a period where she was, <laughs> um, uh, where, where I was disappointed in her in that, oh. She was, but she was, she was working her own scene, right? She was doing her own thing. So there's a part of me that's like, ah, I get that she is smart. She's a, she's a producer. She paved her own uh, way. She uh, knows the bullshit that she's playing, you know, that's, and she's doing it for the dough and doing it well. But there was something, there was something about that marriage that was like, eh, and I They're can't remember what it was. They're not married. Okay. Or whatever the relationship was. Yeah. Well, that would track, though, when you think about it, though, like she, when you think about the whole Private Benjamin of it all, she, she was behind the scenes, producing and directing or, or whatever she did, I don't even remember all of it, and making bank on it, but never, ever admitting that to the public she could she much prefers playing the dumb blonde right in, all the because way. because that's that's why the public adores her and i think she's of a certain era where she feels like she can't ever come away from that so yeah. Yeah, that would jack definitely also i yeah. forgot to i forgot to 
mentioned that she's in one of my top three movies of my life, Overboard. which is Overboard. I was wondering why I can't you believe I left it out. Yeah. I know. That's I know. Why I'm embarrassed. I said you had I'm a relationship yeah, with her because of Overboard. Oh, my God. I will tell you, yeah. When, uh, hey, listeners, if you haven't seen Foul Play from the 70s, it is absolutely fantastic. Can I tell you one thing? A little bit off off topic. Um, but Us? about I know. About female, like, you know, Hollywood gangster-type ladies gangster in a good way when i years a couple years ago i was in los angeles and we had this like special tour of the um of the paramount lot and they told us all about do you know who like the biggest boss in hollywood was in like i want to say the 40s maybe the 50s this do you know the woman who really kind of revolutionized it and none of us ever know about it lucille ball mm-hmm. she was, I mean, like everyone always thinks, oh, I love Lucy. She was so funny. Sure. Yeah, she was. But she got in there and she she bought the rights to things. She was a producer. Like yeah, she. Desilu she, Studios. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. She And that was all her. That was not him. That was her. Yep. And she totally made such a name for herself. And nobody, I mean, I'm sitting there like slack jawed this entire time. Like Lucille Ball? Really? I, I just, I had no idea. And it's because of the time that you never, like, they pushed Desi Arnaz out there. Anyway, I thought right. it was very interesting. <laughs> Why? Go women. Shut up, Ellen. She's laughing at me, people. Come on. I'm sure. just picturing you. For some reason, I picture you on the tour like you're on a little tram, like you're in a little. I was. Oh. That's oh, literally, I was, on, I was on a golf cart. That's the, and, and I was and like, I have another question. And what I love is when you're uh, in little trams and you're being taken on a tour, it's like, if you look to your left and everybody on the tram looks left. <laughs> and over here on your right, Harry Potter, everybody <laughs> looks to their right. And there's Alex. I'm like, can you guys actually stop for a second? Because I do have one quick question. Because I, I, like, I, I don't, even, I don't think the tram off. ever left the parking lot. She's like, <laughs> so when was that shed built? I mean, where they keep the trams. Is that fascinating? Shit? So, it yeah, was so I, just, fun. I want to know more. <laughs> yes. Do right. these things run on gas or electric? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who and who invented how many miles word? to the gallon do you get? Who invented the word tram? <laughs> I mean, what What's is it that? short for? I, I don't even like either of you anymore. And all right, we, you know what? I've had it with you guys. We're going to speed round. <laughs> Would you rather never get tired uh-huh. or never have to go to the bathroom? Oh, huh. That's mm. really hard for me. I enjoy both. <laughs> I do too. I enjoy getting I tired and I enjoyed being. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I'm never going to get tired. I'm never going to have to go to the bathroom. You know what? I'm going to say I'd rather. Wait, hold on. I, I'm. I'm, I'm having a hard time with the double negative here. I am, I would be fine if I never got tired again. Yes, because I do like going to the bathroom. Right, that's what I'm saying. So here's the thing. I'm that kind of person who just keeps go, 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 going. Like when people like, I'm so, like Jennifer would be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I went to bed at 7.14 last night. I'll be like, I was tired too, but I forced myself to stay up till 11.10. I don't know why I do it. I just do it. Whether I'm doing stuff or whatever the case is like, I'll slog through stuff when I'm tired. Like Jennifer can take a nap. It is really hard for me. Like I have to be like borderline sick to take a nap. Mm. So therefore I think that I do get tired and I just kind of plow through it anyway. So 
so I can handle that, but never having to go to the bathroom, like, first of all, I'm going to be very full. Second of all, going to the bathroom is awesome. It just is. Like, look, hey, listeners, we all just took a break between like it and hotness because we're all doing that. Stop telling them about that. They don't need to know that we pee. (laughs) They think we're superhuman. It was just me, guys, not those two. They were fine. They're holding it. But um, yeah, no, going to the bathroom, that's great. I love going to the bathroom. (laughs) It's fantastic. I'm not going to go into specifics. It's fantastic. (laughs) Like, yeah. Ah. Like, I mean, if you think about like, first of all, it's a little alone time. And by the way, when you live with four other people in a house during quarantine, alone time is precious time, people. It's precious. So I like that. I like the, yeah, like I like going to the bathroom. Yeah. So no, I like, I, yeah, that's my choice. I got a quick clarification question. I think I know what the answer is, but I just want to make sure. So when you say never get tired, you mean like never get tired requiring sleep, not like never get tired. Like I could run 15 miles and never get tired kind of thing. Right. I would presume the former. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm working with, but I'm just making sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, Alexander, you never get tired to begin with. So that's your like, that's your switch regardless. So this is no different for you. You never, you're like an energizer bunny. You, but I do I applaud. I push through. You do. You do. I would just like to say for a second that sometimes I think that like when you get tired, it's, it's people say that it's a way of your body telling you that you need a break or your or, or your mind you need a break or whatever it is it means that you need a break and sometimes when you come back from that break you're a little bit more refreshed a little clearer a little you know you're you're better apt to do whatever it is that you're looking to do so i feel like being tired gets a bad rap frankly <laughs> No, I'm not kidding you. I feel like I feel like it's construed as like a weakness in our society, kind of like yeah, oh, they were tired, they petered out, they couldn't deal with it. They couldn't they couldn't stomach it. They couldn't they couldn't play with the big boys. They they got tired, whatever. I and and honestly, I I think we grew up in a family where like you know, admitting that you were tired, it wasn't like you know, a, a mortal sin or anything like that, but it was kind of like okay. Well, yeah, if you're tired, sure. It was kind right. of that little like, hmm, yeah, all right. Yeah, you got to be able to hike that hill. You yeah, gotta be able to, exactly. Yeah. And 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 I don't know. It was just our family or the, or the time in which we were brought up or whatever. But I feel like it, being tired has gotten a really really bad rap. Now you look forward. Now you look to, to today's society where I think people actually do say and they do recognize the fact that being tired is in, is something that is indicative of that you actually need a rest. And and I say all this because I get tired and i love rest and i would like to be able to do that with a clean conscious conscience and know that it's okay and know that that it's actually kind of a good thing so maybe i am maybe i'm pleading the case a little hard because it's what i do and it's who i am but i i'm okay with getting tired i don't think it's a a terrible terrible thing going to the bathroom is just it's I mean, it's like breathing. It's, it's something that our bodies do. It doesn't feel like it's a choice or if it's not a choice, I mean, it's not a choice. It's taken out of our thing, but getting tired can be a choice at times. Like you said, Alexandra, you push through. So let Mm -hmm. me just, let me just clarify. So you would rather never have to go to the bathroom? 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's a non-issue for me. Like, yeah, I go, I not go. I mean, I'm assuming that I wouldn't have waste within me. Like, I don't want to get into no, that. It's assumed that, <laughs> look, we yeah. need rest and we need yeah. to evacuate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's assumed if yeah. you give one up yeah. that things are taken care of. Right. Yes. But I just, I, I feel like being tired is indicative of a need of a break. And I think that a break is good sometimes mentally, physically, et cetera. And again, maybe I'm justifying because that's who I am and how I'm made up. But yeah. Got it. I'm at. I think uh so oh boy. Um what I will say is that um I'm with Jen in that I will give up going to the bathroom uh and deal with getting tired. And there are a couple of reasons. One is um as you get older, you have to go to the bathroom more and it's really <laughs> annoying. That is a good and I'll point. just say like, it's, it's like, Jesus, it just, you know, yeah. it's not so much like, oh, geez, I've been running around for eight hours and now I got to pee. Like, no, that's not how the world works as you move on in life. That's on the, so getting rid of a negative is the reason I would give that up and holding on to a positive, which is I love naps. Oh I God, me too. Naps. I love Even sleep. Even though they're a strange, oh. surreal, semi-sleep kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I almost took a nap before I started this podcast. I was oh. like, do I have time? Mm-hmm. Can I slip one in? Because just to lay down and, oh. and just let my bones chill and my brain just stop fizzling. Like I love them. So, uh, so that's where I am. I'm a, I will give up going to the bathroom. Sorry. Although, you know, a, a successful moment in the bathroom is always yeah. satisfying Oh and, sure. and we all agree on that. So let's make this worse. Let's move on to the next question. <laughs> Good. Cause I had so many things I was going to be like, and you know, another thing no. about going to the bathroom, like, no, no. Alex, you know, it's no, so you'll have a chance. Keep you'll yourself. have a chance right now. You'll have oh, a chance really? right now. Oh, no. I told you I was going to take it to a, a, a much less serious and philosophical place. Try this. And you can change, we'll change out the word if we don't like it. Would you rather poop in the only toilet at a party okay. knowing you'll clog it? Oh no. Or poop in the bushes in the backyard at that party? Oh, the Are you bushes. Gonna poop it? 100%. Bushes. Yeah, for sure bushes. 100% the bushes. Yeah. We've discussed this. I mean, well, we have I, not discussed not No, we did, uh, we did, we did privately. There was a situation let, that I had. Let's take it public now, folks. Jennifer, over to no, you. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to reveal what happened. But I'm just telling you, public shame regarding anything in the bathroom Bodily is functions. shame that you cannot shake, both literally and figuratively. Because you're the so, one who no, fell in the blank. Exactly. I, I would just like to say for the record that I will always, always if I have to, if I have to walk 100 miles Whoa. to poop. <laughs> to quote the song, or one thousand miles, whatever that awful song was. To poop. Um, I don't think that's the. the I would walk one hundred miles. Yeah, whatever. I, yep. Anyways, yeah, I'd, I'd go far, far away. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no one needs that. Okay, your answer is clear. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Alex. Yeah. So, um, so I'm thinking of. I don't know why I'm thinking of like a small New York city or a small downtown Boston apartment where it's like, you know, everyone's hanging around. And again, I haven't gone to a lot of these parties in a very long time. Pandemic aside, I still haven't, but um, like, I'm thinking about like when there is that bathroom and you're in this party, there's a lot of people around. You're like, 
what am I going to do? Like, there's no, like, you, you got to go, man. You got to, you, and I mean, you got to go, like, you got to get out of there because if you're going to take a dump and everyone's going to be like, what in God's name happened? Or like, what happens if it takes a long time? What happens if it's not a clean one? Mm-hmm. Is, now we're talking about clogging the toilet. Mm-hmm. No, I am so that? glad I took the conversation. You got to go shit in the woods. Level. That's the bottom line. I'm gonna you got to go shit in the woods. I'm yeah. 100% going to go shit in the woods. Like, I Does really, a bear shit in the woods? Do we shit in the woods? Yes. Desperate yeah, women do. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. That is one thing. Like, I consider myself a pretty confident human being. Like, I can, and I can make fun of myself, Like, but- taking a giant dump around people and clogging the toilet and having to be like, that was me. No, I don't have that in me. I don't have that kind of confidence. I just don't. No way. I don't want to relive or, or reveal what the story is that you both know, but let me just tell you, it took me a good three months to get over. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. I do remember that. Story. And that so yes, no, I will always shit in the woods. Always. Yeah. yeah I'm going to take the dump in the woods. <laughs> Jennifer and I like jumped to that so fast. You did. You really did. You don't even want to be, you know what? You jumped to it like you were about to be accused of clogging that toilet and you wanted to go on record. Now, first thing, no holds barred. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. If you ever have a clog in your toilet at a party, it ain't going to be me because I'll be out in your back 40 behind the hedges Mm -hmm. finishing business. Or we jumped to it like... It had happened before, which it or hasn't. we have experience. <laughs> anyway, but Ellen, there was there was some differences, but nonetheless. Yeah, but Ellen, where, um, what's your level of confidence when it takes when it comes to taking a dump to where to where to deposit make my deposit? Yeah. Um, uh, I will say and uh, <laughs> that uh, I will I'm I'll meet you guys back by the pine tree because mm-hmm. I will absolutely. Um, if, if, if I had the presence of mind to go, you know what, this is an untrustworthy plumbing situation and I am going to, so I'm going to take my chances in 20 below and go outside and hope they think a dog swung by and left this, this gift. Um, I would do it. I have done that. I have been in a, Oh, wait, do tell, wait, I did not know this. No. Uh, and, and I believe one of our listeners was involved where I, it was not a party, but it was at someone else's house, and I had to enlist help to unclog the toilet. Oh, uh, and that alone with a good friend was humiliating enough. Yeah. Was humiliating well, enough. You know the other story that I told you about that. I don't. Which was our good friend. As she doesn't listen to the podcast. Can I say? Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So she's a good friend who lives in upstate New York. And when she, this is not even her, so I'm not revealing any terrible story, but she always told me this one story about when she was in college and oh my God, in the freshman dorm, there was a shit that was so big that Uh it wouldn't go down that that we had to take a knife and a fork to cut it up. (laughs) It was the largest (laughs) shit ever. And honestly, we had like only plastic forks and plastic knives and it took like several cuts for yeah. that shit to go down the oh famous story, the shit that wouldn't go down yeah the shit that wouldn't go down yeah. oh my yeah. god i really didn't plan for us to get here but we got here we got here and yeah. not having a hard time answering not being like no weird one ellen no we're like oh i know the answer to this one i got this there'll no. be no yeah. pearl clutching over here no <laughs> no. I, no there is not i have i never thought for a split second that you would step away from the question that was never a concern i didn't realize how hard you'd lean into it. Mm -hmm. So, all right, this one, let's try, this one is more, 
it, uh, let's bring the, we'll bring the level back up a little bit. Okay. Let's. Yes. A little bit. <clears throat> Would you rather lose all the money you've earned this year or lose all the memories you've gained this year? First of all, listeners, I'm just well, this year. <laughs> we're only eight this days year? in as we record. But you know what? Yeah, wait, there's we no talking about t- <laughs> yeah, calendar year. We're talking about 2020? <laughs> 2020, <laughs> erase it. You I'll will, keep my money and erase will, it all. You will pay somebody all the money Absolutely. you've earned just to wipe out the 100%. Make it go back to what it was like in 2019. Done. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I keep uh, my money. So good. Yeah. So you mean in the in the 12 months starting from today backwards? Sure. Right? Yep. It's okay. a generic question. So when it was written, I don't think it was written with the pandemic in mind, but no. here we are. Okay. So. so so this so you can talk about it you can talk about it specific to this year you can talk about it specifically to would you be willing to give up a year's worth of memories right or a year's worth of money all right and you guys are going to be like it's just this is this is not how i normally answer but i would say give up the money um first of all there's a big lottery coming up and i'm gonna win so i'm i'm not worried that i'm gonna make remember your friends yeah, 100%. Don't worry, you guys. I got you. Um, family. Because no, I need a new toilet because you know what happened. Yeah, Jennifer came over. I hear you. Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to exit this podcast being like the mad shitter. This is not okay. I okay. didn't even reveal what happened with me. And yet I'm being labeled. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Keep going, you so, you lottery winner. Yeah. See, I know. And this is terrible because I was actually going to say something. So, <laughs> so my daughter, Georgia, today said, she said, you know what I wish I could go back to is March of last year or like March or April. She said, do you kind of wish we could go back to March or April? And I was like, why? She goes, I kind of missed the first, like the first few weeks of quarantine. I was like, you do? And she was, well, think about it. She's like, it was sort of exciting and we didn't know what was going to happen or whatever. And I was like, you know, it kind of was like we all like the whole like it was a new son, thing. Yep, yep. we watched movies. We watched movies every single yeah. night. You know, like every like did a like lot George, of puzzles. Yep. Yeah, did puzzles. Georgia got a TV moved into her room because we thought it was gonna be two weeks and no school. Let's just keep everybody apart and 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 then every like apart like physically apart so they didn't kill each other. And then every night it was a movie night and then we like we had all this little routine. She's like, do you think about that? And I was like. You know, I do. And I've made a lot of like kind of jokey remarks over the past year about like the families who are like Swiss family Robinson, where they only hang out with each other and they, they, they're being like, they're being very, very COVID, you know, right. safe, whatever. Sure. But you do, you look at them, they're very, you know, Swiss family Robinson. I'm like, and in the beginning, we all were because we didn't know, like, if you walked outside, a germ could float from a neighbor's mouth, you know, two blocks oh, away. I was, al- like, I was alone for five weeks. Five exactly weeks. like we we didn't all were we, we didn't know yeah. we, yep. we were so terrified yep. and none of us were wearing masks at the time whatever anyway yep so so she said that and i kind of thought to myself i was like really you want to go back there and then i thought it was like you know it was it was kind of interesting and again in this last year how many times have we said to our kids or our friends or whatever like this is a moment in history that we're living through and, you know, with with everything we've gone through in politics and with racial, you know, injustice and political unrest and all that stuff, like, I mean, it's been really hard, but I I don't want to I don't want to give that up. I don't I don't want to give that up at all. I mean, I think we've learned a lot and we've been we're going to be better for it, I hope. So, so no matter how bad the year is, 
you will keep the memories yeah. and lose the money. Also, I made shit money last year. It was a garbage <laughs> time for a salesperson. So. There's the bottom line. <laughs> so there's that too. I was waiting for that to come. That, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I was going to be like, the money sucked and so did the memories. It's a wash. This kind of a... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I will say it, it wasn't our favorite year. It's funny, Alexander, that you mentioned that, though, because Annie said the same thing to me this past week. Like, can I make a game? Can we do another movie night? It was fun when we all did that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. it was it was fun, forced family time for a small period of time. And then everybody was when like, it was a novelty. Oh, when it was. Yeah, a exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I get that. And I understand that. Um, I don't know. I made shit money, so it doesn't really matter. I, I, I guess I agree with you in theory about keeping memories because I'm uh, much more of a sentimental, the sentimental, sentimental. Thank yeah. you, sentimental kind of gal. Um, plus, it doesn't hurt that I made shit. Um, so, mm -hmm. and I don't mean the literal kind listener. Oh, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to that. Going back, talking about a fiduciary type of. Of, a fiduciary yes, of load yes of exactly anyways uh so yeah i am um, okay. yeah i'll go with i'll go with giving up the money ellen so i will i will pull it back to uh not being specific to a particular year just being would you give up a okay. year of memories or a year of money in any given year um and and ignoring the fact that this year was extraordinary um positive and lots negative um and uh, but i still land the same place you guys are and for a slightly for a different angle on it and that is if i gave up a year of memories and then i said what happened in 2021 or what happened in 2018 or what happened like i have a year where it was it's almost like alzheimer's like i have a year where i don't know anything like i have no retention I'm there right now. Anything? I, I don't remember <laughs> I any well, day all of, of us life. are right, and it's disconcerting, right? When you're when, yeah. when time blurs and yeah. memories are dim, and you can't put. Your, did I do? Oh, believe me, and we all know this. The older you get, the more. For example, all right, this is a complete weird example, but it's sitting here on a post-it. The other day, this word popped into my head, and. I think it's, I, and I think to myself, I think this is a band. Why do I know the name of this band? And the name of the band was Kablamachunk. Yeah, Kablamachunk. And I'm like, okay, I know I know this word. I know I know this band. How do I know this band? And so I went on the internet again. Thank you, internet. and found out who they were. And I still don't know why I know them. I don't remember if I went to a show. Their music is not music I have ever owned or ever liked, but it's this dopey name. And I said, I know this is a name that a group of friends of mine and I know, but I can't remember who knew this with me. And so the thought that I would have a year's worth of like, it's January 1 to December 31st and stuff happened and it's blanked like that to me from a more, you know, philosophical standpoint of like okay it's going to be a year where you're just not you're not going to have any memories of anything is, yeah that's unnerving is, is bizarre is bizarre so i'm with you and money yeah i are you kidding i get stimulus checks that's how, that tells you how much money i make so no i'm with you guys i'm with you guys i will definitely i'll definitely give up the dough give up the dough to keep those sweet memories that we're all making right now mm -hmm. even as we speak intact all right i'll finish up with the last one and i love this one because i know these make you guys uncomfortable so i like that uh, all uh. right 
Would you rather wake up in the morning to find everyone in your family naked or wake up in front of your family completely naked? So you're naked or they are? Oh, family. Which way do you want to start the day? Yeah. I've seen them all naked. That's no big deal to me. I've, I mean, I've seen them from like birth on three out of Not four. recently, all of them. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, no, I'd rather have that versus me. Oh God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nobody needs to see <laughs> no. any, any. I don't even like to see me naked. Me neither. No. Ugh. Yeah. Oh no. I'm no. totally with Jennifer. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, for hmm. sure. Yeah. No, no one needs what to if see we, What if we, what if we expanded the definition of family? To maybe I, your sister and family, your mom. Still, still oh, say, same answer. answer. Same I'm answer. just checking. I'm checking. Even I'm checking. Same answer. The, yeah. the self-loathing uh, <laughs> yeah. far outweighs any type of, like, yeah. you know, setback I could have by viewing same. any person near to me. All these body dude. parts you know so well. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Plus, I also have an 11-year-old son. He runs around just for like to to get. So I've naked seen him naked anyway. in the last three weeks. I know to get a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. like I'm like not whatever. a big deal. Yeah, no, that good. Um, yeah, no, nobody needs to see me naked, including these eyeballs. And I'm pointing to myself, listeners. I don't want to see myself naked. Yeah, Jennifer yeah. gave me a nice robe for Christmas. No, so I never have to. It's really nice. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Should I have played you the Saturday Night Live skit about mom the got kitchen. a robe? Yeah, no, yes. it wasn't an Atari Christmas robe. Morning. It's a nice Chrissy mm-hmm. Teigen awesome. like silk robe. It's really pretty. Anyway, oh, yeah, sassy. Oh, yeah. And but guess who sees it? Nobody, just me. <laughs> but, and that's the way it should be. I know. That's for you. It's for you alone. It's not for anybody else. No, it's for you. No, it's not. Yeah. And, and it sounds Ellen? like everyone's keeping their robes on. It yeah, seems, mm-hmm. it's everybody is. Um. Ellen, your choice on this? Uh, yeah. I mean, me me waddling around uh, and the, no, in the broad light of day, that's no. not right for anyone. That's uh, that's just, that's, yeah. that's a Can mistake. I just say also, I, even at my like thinnest, yeah, fittest, no. whatever, I was yep. never somebody who wanted to be on display. No. Ever. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I it always, doesn't even matter. Yes, even no. if I'm feeling my most confident and no. my best. I Well, and here's what's kind of interesting about it um, uh, is that from this philosophical angle is you feel a greater sense of security and power being dressed. Mm-hmm. Like you just feel protected mm-hmm. being dressed. When you are naked, you're exposed in every sense of the word. And if your family is all sitting there clothed on the couch looking at you naked versus you sitting on the couch and looking at them all standing in front of you naked. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a power thing. It's also a weird, weirdly, it's a power thing, much as they're your beloved family. Like, and you're just, you are more vulnerable when you're naked. That's why we have those dreams of being nude in school or being nude taking a test or nude. Your skirt is stuck in your pantyhose. If anyone wears pantyhose anymore, don't know. Um, One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite, and this is not clothing. This is like sleeping in bed, whatever. But it said like, I have a hard time sleeping in bed. I have a hard time sleeping during the summer because the covers make me hot. But without them, I'm vulnerable to monsters. And I remember being yeah. like, I agree with that, actually. Like, I think a little protection at yes. all times. Because a monster could get me. Yep. Totally. Yep. Right? Well, it's interesting. All right. So it seems to me wrapping up that we are going to be clothed 
and Always. pooping pooping in the woods. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we will uh, stay up all night. No, we won't stay up all night. We're going to give oh. up going to the bathroom. We're going to take naps. I'm not giving up going to the bathroom. Not Alex. No, oh, not Alex. That's true. You that, can find me in the bathroom, not clogging it up, guys. Huh. Mm. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, if, if that's the case, then look in the backyard. You'll find me there. <laughs> and nobody has any money because we're giving it up so we can save these precious, precious, precious. 2020, mm. 2021 memories. Mm-hmm. So, so delectable that you know what they're almost like an anchovy they don't look good uh but, but if you good. grind them up <laughs> or and press something. them in a garlic press maybe down the line they might be palatable they and might ellen be. those they those might. memories salty they are mm-hmm. salty this whole year this past <laughs> this past year was a salty goddamn year you are mm-hmm. exactly right exactly right all right um I don't know what sort of mood we're bringing our uh, listeners to with this incredible conversation, but I know I'm glad I swung through and spent time with you too. Cause Me too. Same. It's been quite it's been quite a time here in the United States of America. So everybody, stay positive, stay strong, stay confident, stay optimistic. It's all going to be fine, and uh, we'll keep coming back. So say goodbye, ladies. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. 